Isn't God good? You hear that? New wine, new power. You may be seated. Can we just thank them for helping us worship today? They really have helped us. Well, here we are again at the beginning of a year. I don't want to be laborious. I hope you can take a deep breath and not get tired or weary because this is an important service for us. For those that, if you are here for the first time, and hopefully it will not be your last time, but this is a church that I believe God has put in position to do something very great. And that, by that I mean demonstrating the awesomeness of our mighty God. This being the first Sunday of 2021, we usually have our vision Sunday where I make a statement. I want to start this service with the lyrics of a song that Joe Cocker sang. And he said, and this is important for this message. How many people know that in, in secular music, you say it's secular music and, and, and relig- or, or, or sacred music. How many people know there's no difference in God's sight? Music is music. We have categorized it, but all music is from God. Now, I'm not going to get into debate with you. Some of it has been prostituted like a other thing, but I'm telling you, everything comes forth from God. But this is a statement. He said, Who knows what tomorrow brings? I used to sing this song. Who knows what tomorrow brings in a world few hearts survive? How many people know that sums up 2020? Who knows what tomorrow brings in a world few hearts survive? So all I know right now is the way I feel. And when I feel that, I keep it alive. Through Jesus Christ, I will keep that alive. But this is the verse that I think is important. Some hang on to used to be. My God, if that was ever a prophetic word, there it is right there. Some hang on to used to be, living their lives looking behind. All we have is right here and now, and all our lives are out there to find. This is important for this message today. Because you cannot look behind and go forward. You cannot achieve anything by murmuring about the past, or complaining about the past, or prophesying what happened in the past. It's what's going to happen in the future. So I'm not going to hang on to what used to be Brother Gross, I'm not going to look at what used to be at this company or used to be in this scenario, this situation. I'm going to look to to see what God is going to do for me in my future. So you can hang on to what you want to hang on to, but let me tell you, whatever you hang on to, you better make sure it's pulling you in the right direction. Amen? What will we do? The verse says, All we have is right here and now. So I ask this question. What will we do with our here and now? We cannot waste precious time on what could have been. We can't waste precious time on what could have been or should have been or might have been. Our destiny is in our hand. Your destiny is in your hand. If we rise or fall, mark this down. If we rise or fall, it will be our decision to make. 
If this church goes forward and accomplishes what God wants it to do, it's, it, it is a decision we will make. And we will either carry it out or we'll, we'll lose the ball. Listen, we're at the end of the game now. We better know that we need to carry that ball across the touchdown, across the goal line. We don't need to lose the ball in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes. So our destiny is there in our hand. So if we rise or fall, it's our decision to make. All of creation is waiting for our decision. What decision will we make? 2021 awaits our decision. You see, it's a brand new uh, slate. We say goodbye to 2020, and God bless, I'm glad it's gone. But I'm not going to look back into 2020. I'm looking what's going to happen in 2021. And I read in Philippians 4.19 as a verse. But my God, you say, how do you know he'll do those things? Because my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What will he do for you? He will give and bring to you all things. Why? Because he, he, he inhabits all things. Let me say this again. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So in order to go forward, say in order to go forward, there's some things I'm going to throw out at you here in a minute. So you may want to take it down. You might want to forget them. In order to go forward, there are some things that we need to put an end to in 2021. Well, I'm not getting to the word that God has given me. That will be toward the end. And it's so simple until it blew me away. Number one, some things we need to put aside. We need to stop thinking the world will stop if something should happen to us. Doc, stay with me. Just because you think your world will end if something happens to you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be, give you a prophecy. It will not end. Two weeks after you're gone, they'll forget you were there. You may not believe what I'm telling you, but it will happen just that way. Why? That's the way we live. That's our life. That's, that's the way we recover. So if Alan thinks I'm all that and if I don't do this, it'll all fall apart, then I'm making a great mistake because God is greater than Alan Meshagan. God is greater than Dr. Collier. God is greater than Christian Daniel or Randy Harris or Floyd Harris. God is God. So one of the things we've got to dismiss that if you're not here, if, you, if something should happen to you, that the world's going to fall apart. I stand today and tell you it will not fall apart. So you've got to do something for yourself. All this is about you. What are you going to do for you? <laughs> Number two, stop trying to please everybody. You'll never please them. All you'll do is frustrate yourself trying to make everybody else happy. So stop trying to do it. You will never accomplish it and they won't even appreciate it when you do it. Am I right or wrong? Help me preach this message today. We try to please everybody and we find out we can't do it. So we get frustrated and they're, they're not happy. And now I'm not happy. Now nobody's happy. The greatest downfall to any church is when a pastor tries to please these people. I got one amen. 
before God, that's the truth, what I just told you. You say, no, I should be pleased. No, God should be pleased. And when God is pleased, everything else is going to work out. We've got to stop in the year 2021 trying to please everybody. Listen, I can't even please my wife all the time. She can't please me all the time. We've got to settle this in our mind that it's, that's an imp- it's an impasse we'll never get around. You're not going, I guarantee you, Dr. Collier doesn't please, uh, what's his wife's name now? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> Dolores. <laughs> I'm playing with him. You don't please her all the time. I'll guarantee it. And sometimes she rubs you wrong. Don't please you. Am I right? That's normal. Get over it. Quit trying to do something you can't do, Pat. You can't do it. Here's another thing we've got to stop doing. Quit fearing change. Stop fearing change. If you don't change, you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to go anywhere in this life. If you're going to build a great building, it's because you don't fear change. And just because this is the way we used to do it doesn't mean that we're going to do it this way now. This church has changed. There's things I have changed behind the scenes that y'all have not seen. But obviously, you're sitting in where you're sitting is because things have changed. And things have changed. I did some things in the natural so that it would happen in the spiritual. How many people know it starts in the natural and then start working its way into the spiritual and vice versa. But this just, I had to do something in the natural so it would work its way into the spiritual. So, am I, am I confusing you yet? Quit fearing change, Brother Gross. Don't get scared because you're making a change. What if the, the moth or the caterpillar gets afraid of change? It will never fly. Another thing we need to stop doing in 2021, we need to quit talking Speaking things that are negative. We always sit around, I don't know if that's going to happen. My God, I just don't know. I don't know if this is going to work out this time. You know, I've done this, I've done that. And you never put a positive slant on it. You always are putting a negative slant on it. I mean, somebody can come and tell me, you know, my God, Bishop, you need to hear this. No, I really don't need to hear it. Because it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, in the greater plan. Because God doesn't, God doesn't operate in your fear. God's not going to operate in your fear. He's going to operate in your change. By, matter of fact, the Bible teaches it. He's going to change you from glory to glory. Am I right? That's what it says. So if you're fearing change, get ready. You're going nowhere. So what did I just say? Don't fear change. What, no, that's, I'm going to back up. Don't speak negatively. I kept going back into that one because that was important. When you start speaking negative things, you're starting to bring things into your life that you don't want. I used to have a man that I knew that he would constantly say, I don't want to offend anybody here, but this is what he said. And I'd hear him say it. He'd say, GD me, but he'd say it. He'd say the words, GD me, GD me, because he'd make a mistake or something. And I, and finally, I said, do you understand what you're doing? No, I don't understand. What are you talking about? 
I said, you're damning yourself. You're literally speaking damnation to yourself. Hear me when I tell you that matters. <clears throat> that matters. Quit doing that. That's another point we need to stop. Here's one that I really like. You need to stop complaining. Oh, I'm going to complain. No, no, no. You need to stop complaining about things you permit. What do you mean, Bishop? I mean what I said, and I said what I mean. You're the ones that's allowing it. And yet you're complaining about it. You're murmuring about it. You can't get happy about it because you're allowing it. I mean, if I've got a dog in my house and it's running amok, I complain about the dog. Either I can complain about the dog or put it in its place. Why complain about a job when the job is, is helping you feed your family? Ask the Lord to help you and he'll bring a greater increase. But please do not complain about the things that you are permitting. You're allowing it. Let me go back to that. Every time they get in my car, all they do is complain. And now you're complaining about their complaining. But you've allowed them to do the complaining so that you can complain about it. Matter of fact, back when the old ladies used to have party lines, you remember those party lines? Y'all don't know. Some of y'all ain't old enough. But they get on them party lines, man, they pick up. and It, it didn't matter where they, who's on. They just grab up and get into the conversation. And all it was about was complaining. Matter of fact, we used to have t services where people would testify. Y'all probably don't know those either because we had to stop them because people didn't want to testify. They want to complainify. All they did is complain and complain and complain and complain and the devil's been after me all week and the devil's running me around and the devil's destroying my life. Praise be to his name. Sooner or later, you got to stop complaining, Pat. I mean, if, if my, my shoe's hurting, I, I, I'm either going to buy a new shoe or take this one off. I was up here praying in a prayer line one day. My shoes were hurting me so bad. They were new. Killing my feet. You know what I did? I walked over and had my wife pull them off of me. And I just prayed for everybody barefooted. I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm going to do something about it. Am I preaching yet? I'm going to get there in a minute. Another thing, what I said in that verse a minute ago, quit living in the past. Some of my family members that are close to me, all they do is live in the past. That's all they do. It's all about what happened in the past. I, I, listen, I appreciate everybody in my life. <clears throat> I'm going to say something that's going to either upset you, you're going to say, praise God, he demands. I loved my father, Bishop Harry Arrock Meshigan. I dreamed about him this weekend, and I was in, obviously in a heavenly place with him, and I was wearing, me and him both had on some kind of fur things down to our feet, which meant something, obviously. There's an indication in there. And I introduced him to some people. So understand I love my daddy, but I don't worship my daddy. I don't worship the past. I love my mama, don't worship my mom. Because why? I'm going to see them again. 
I'm not going to live in my past and miss my future. You start living there, you're going to miss what God has for you because you just will not let go of the past. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm my second husband. Well, now you're in five, and now you're talking about your second husband. Your second husband ain't got nothing to do with the five, and you're going to lose five and have to go to six because you're talking about number two. For goodness sakes, Kenny, stop it. Go ahead and laugh because you know I just told you the truth. So when they come in a little late, you say, I know what you're doing, big boy. I know what you're doing. You don't know what they did at all. All you're doing is remembering number number two. And the reason you lost number three is because of number two. And now you're losing four and five because of two. And then you'll move on to three and four. I know one woman, she's got eight. When will they... I need to sing the song. When will women learn? I mean, no, it's people. When will people learn? <laughs> Sooner or later, you got to wake up and understand. I don't worship anything in the past except Jesus Christ. So anybody says, "Well, you just you know." That's why I said some of my family they just won't let go of it. And I'm trying to tell you, you'll never go forward looking backwards. Try to drive your car today looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to be in trouble, son. Here's another one. I'm getting, am I helping anybody yet? These are things we need to give up. Quit putting yourself down. You make a mistake. I am so stupid. So stupid. I'm so ignorant. I can't believe I did that. That's just craziness. I'm a moron. You're laughing, but I guarantee you, you may not say those words, but you put yourself down. And you keep putting yourself down, you will never be put up. So that's a point. Stop putting yourself down. Jimmy Grove, just because you, you miss out on one thing doesn't mean you're going to miss out on the next thing. What did I just say? What was the last point? I meant what I said. Stop that. Well, I'll tell you, Bishop, we ain't a big church. I'm going to tell you about this church. My son called me. He said, Dad, I was watching some of the videos. He said, man, this church was cracking. He was talking about all the congregations we've had, and we've had some powerful services here, and we... We reached 120 nations with television. I'm talking about real TV, not in- internet. We were reaching there, and we had, we had this floor filled and the balcony filled. We were running multiple services. And I said, well, God, I'm cracking corn here. And God said, oop. It's not in your numbers. Stop putting yourself down because you say, well, now what happened? Nothing happened. God knows exactly what he's doing. My ministry's not changed. I still pray for people and they're healed. I still see people get saved. Let me tell you what's happened. Blinders have been pulled down on people's eyes. They don't realize the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. 
So stop putting yourself down. Stop doubting who's guiding you. If Jesus is your guide, if the Holy Spirit is your guide, quit questioning him. Quit second guessing him. Because you don't know the end from the beginning or the beginning from the end. You don't know what's going to happen on the morrow. He does. I'll move on a little quicker because I know you're getting tired. Quit comparing yourself to others. Well, you know what? I don't look like sister so-and-so. Listen, quit comparing yourself. Bible teaches against that. Do not compare yourself by yourself, by people around you. That's wrong. God has a plan for you, and it's all about you and him getting this thing accomplished. And it may be, it may be one thing you do, but that one thing's going to be powerful. Anybody getting anything yet? Stop not having, this will be the last point I'll make on this. Stop not having a plan or a goal. I don't need a plan. Oh, yeah. Pat, Collis, Christian, let him walk into the shop Monday and say, I don't need a plan. I'm going to call it. I'm just going to do this off of what I know. The problem is he didn't know that the contractor wants that room to be 12 by 12 and he's going to build it 10 by 3. You will either have a plan or you're going to have a mess. You have a plan for your future, a plan for your finances. You have a plan for your relationships. Even a, you, need even plan, you need to even plan your vacations. I don't know what that is, but I've heard about it. I've read a book about it. But I'm gonna I, listen. I'm getting to an age now. I'm gonna take some more time for myself. You know why? Because I need to listen to my own preaching. I have wore myself out trying to get people into heaven, and God said, "Look, leave that up to me." <laughs> I have prayed for people until my clothes were soaking wet, and they walk out and forget me. God didn't forget it. I don't want to get into that right now. So what are you trying to say in all this? I'm trying to take you to a place where we get out of the past, we get into the present and the future, and we realize the message that we have needs a new presentation. This is a new year, a new time. We need a new presentation. You can't do the same. It's the same message, but the methods change. Are you with me on that? Medicine makes changes it's still medicine and science, but there's methods that change along the ways. Thank God for that. So here I'm going to take you to Luke 5, verse 37. Now stay with me. This is important. Luke 5, verse 37, we're talking about new things. We're talking about a new day. We're talking about a new time. We're talking about going forward. In Luke 5, verse 37, it says, No man puts, puts new wine into old bottles. If you've got something powerful, if you've got something great, if you've got something magnificent working in your life, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's jumping inside of you, you can't put that into an old mindset. 
Because he says no man puts new wine into old bottles. Why? Else the new wine will burst the bottles. It can't contain it. It will be spilled and the bottles shall perish. Not only will the new wine spill, but the bottles perish. So you've got to look beyond uh, just not only the new, the new thought, the new revelation, the newness of God. You've got to look about what's containing it. You. But new wine must be put into new bottles and both are preserved. What does our church need? We need the newness, not only of the spirit, but new thoughts, new actions, new attitudes, which will bring new environment. Turn to somebody and say, we need to be new. Why new? Here we go. Why new? Psalms 40. This verse is so important. Psalms 40 verse 2. This is why I knew. This is why I knew. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Why? In 2020, God brought us out of a horrible pit. And then he says, out of miry clay. Why I knew? He brought me out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Set my feet on a rock and established my goings. He was walking with me, talking to me. He was guiding my every movement. You got to get this verse. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Out of a miry clay. It was sticking me and holding me down. Set my feet upon a rock. God help mercy. And then he says in verse 3, and put within me a new song. Everybody say new song. New song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm trying to see everybody here today. I want to make sure I can see you. If you don't like me, I want to know it. Where's my son sitting? I know he's in here. Oh, he's upstairs. Okay, I see you now. Thank you. I want you to let this verse kind of roll over on your tongue a little bit. You know, they say that when you're tasting wine, obviously I'm not a sommelier, but they say that you got to roll it over on your tongue. I do that with pie. Because it is so special, you got to take time. It's like the guy who walked into the barnyard and he said, hey, man. He said, you see that hog over there? He said, yeah, that hog saved my, 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 my child from drowning. That hog over there, he also helped my wife one day. She was, wild animals coming after her. That hog attacked the wild animal. He said, that hog is, uh, he said, just a wonderful hog. He said, well, why does a hog only have three legs? He said, man, a hog like that, you can't eat all at one time. <laughs> Sometimes things, <laughs> some things it takes a little time. You just savor it. And he put within me a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Why? Because they see where we came out of 2020 and where we're headed. Yes, we were in a horrible pit. Yes, we're in a miry clay. But God have mercy. You've got to see. He's about to set our feet on solid rock. Solid ground. And we're going forward. We're not treading water. 
We're going to accomplish something for the kingdom of God. We must bring the power. We must bring the glory of the Lord in with a new heart, with a, with a new spirit, with a new mindset, with a new desire, with new action. We need all this newness so that we don't burst a bottle. We need new worship and praise. What does that mean? That means we're not just singing to be singing. We're singing from our hearts. We're worshiping from our hearts. God have mercy. It's all about what's happening inside of you. We've got to bring, <laughs> bring in the newness, new worship, new praise, new, watch this word, a word everybody's afraid of, new commitment. Nobody wants to commit. Matter of fact, in some marriages now, you say as long as you, as one of the phrases, uh, they say, as long as we both shall love, not as long as we both shall live. I'll leave that there. So if y'all ask me to marry you, which you won't, Pastor Mike's my official marrier and Kenny's my official barrier. I've moved on. I can't even go to a funeral. I'm, crazy. I'm afraid I'll raise them from the dead, so I can't go there. <laughs> Hey, Jesus, you can take him to a funeral. Anytime in the Bible he got close to a funeral, somebody got up. I mean, that's the way it worked. We say, that was Jesus. Well, I'm his son. No, you're not. According to the word, we are. You say new, new, new commitment. Yes, we need a new commitment. I want to know this, you right here, I, I believe that this right here, the people sitting here before me is a core group that will be powerful. What did I say? God will not move in the majority. He'll move in the minority. If you want to study it out, I'll read a verse in a moment. You'll see that God would not use the mighty force that Gideon had. God dwindled, dwindled a 30,000 a, a member army down to 300 people. Why? Because God wanted everybody to see that he did it and not Gideon. Amen. Yeah, give the Lord a hand because that's the truth. You see, the Lord wants his people to be excited and work with great anticipation. Come on, we have to get excited. Listen, I was excited when they said to me, it's time to go to the house of the Lord. Something about David's song, what David said is true. I'm excited that it's God's work. I'm excited about it, his house. I'm excited that people are getting healed, saved, and delivered. I'm excited that I, when I walked in here today, I'll not leave the same. I'm going to be filled with the power of God. I'm going to be filled with that angelic glory. I'm going to be filled to overflowing, and I'm, my bottle's not going to burst because I'm allowing God to bring in the newness. Well, I tell you, I'm just torn. I don't know which way to go. Don't be torn any longer. Do what you got to do and do it quickly. Because God's about to move in this house. The world has offered, matter of fact, the world, Dolores, has offered a deaf ear to our do as I say, not as I do mentality. The church. Just do as I do it. Just do what I'm telling you, not what I'm doing. Sooner or later, you got to see, taste, and see. It's got to be something that's demonstrated. Amen. This must change. 
We must be a living example of the message we propagate. If, you, if I'm going to preach love, I'd better love. If I'm going to preach forgiveness, I'd better forgive. We were built. Say, I was built. I was created to achieve. Say that. You were created to achieve. You were created for success. You were created for growth. Not to go backwards. What must we do with our new beginning? If we are to go forward, then we must never lose sight of accountability. We must be held accountable. For God will only move on our behalf if we hold ourselves to a, <coughs> to a higher standard of accountability. We have to hold ourselves to a higher standard of a, a, accountability. Like, what, we've done with, what have we done with what we have? What have we done with what God has already given us? That's important. We must, in this time of new beginning, offer ourselves in the service of the house of the Lord. Remember that. And those that are in leadership should now create an environment where we start to train disciples, raise up disciples to do what we do. Ministry must flow from the church into our homes in 2021. It's got to flow from our church into our homes. The world must see the many benefits of serving our God. We cannot be weary and nonchalant about the church anymore. We are a part of, we are a part, the church we're a part of. Why? Because we must fuel the flame of our salvation once again. We have to fuel that flame because that is only that fire that will bring warmth to all that come near. It's you exhibiting who you are that people will get excited. I'm almost through. Hebrews 10, 19 says, I'm really not almost through, but I'm, trying. Hebrews 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. How do we do that? By a new and living way. This is a new day, new year, new time, 2021. By a new and a living way. We don't need a dead way. We need a living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Now I'm going to take you down to verse 25. And here's something that's important for 2021. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, lifting one another up. Listen, if you can't exhort someone, keep your mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, if you can't lift someone up, what are you doing? He says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but exhorting one another, lifting one another up, uh, up, pressing them into their greatness. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. <clears throat> when you see things are happening on the planet, you should start exhorting people, lifting them up. If we desire to be the part of a new thing, it doesn't start with the fruit. Oh, this is good. Mark this one down. If you desire to be the part of something new, it doesn't start with the fruit of the plant, but it starts with the seed in the soil. It doesn't start with the fruit. It starts with the seed. Where do you start today? In this service with seed. You may not be in full bloom yet, but you can start with a seed. The seed has to be planted, and we must work that seed. We must work that seed until we enjoy the new fruit that God will bring forth from our efforts. you got to work it. Listen to this. A huge fire doesn't happen all of a sudden. 
You got a fire, boom, got a big fire. I'm talking about normally. I'm not talking about a chemical explosion. A huge fire doesn't start with, it starts with just a spark. That's all it takes. A huge fire can start with just a spark and then it grows into a raging fire. I'm asking for some sparks today. He ain't talking to me. I'm all, I'm all burned it out. I'm just smoking now. Come on, give me a break. You got more to offer than you think. <laughs> I'm asking for some sparks today. I'm asking for some seed today. I'm asking for a new commitment today. A new commitment that will spark, spark our, new com our new beginning that God has promised. He's promised us a new beginning and by God I want it. Do you want it? As a man of God, I will not falter in that which he's asked me to do. I will not be weary when the promise seems delayed. I must fulfill my life by finishing the course that God has written in my heart. For it is this course that he will require of me in the day I stand before him. He will not require what you have to do when I'm standing before him. Only what he required of me. So don't you get before God and say, Father, Bishop screwed up. Now some of y'all going to do that. I know that. Father, you don't understand if he had just given that second altar call. He didn't want to do it. He was lazy. And God's going to look at you like, what are you talking about? This is all about you, Millard. He won't even call you doctor. He's going to call you son. Son, let me, now listen to me, son. Had nothing to do with Bishop. Had to do with Miller. What did you choose to do? You chose this. He had nothing to do with it. Same thing for me. I can blame the people. God, those people were, God. Do you understand what happened? We had, this church went from blazing glory down to dwindling this and barely making it here. God, I tell you, those people are hard, stiff necked. He's going to say, what? What are you talking about? He said, I ask you to do something. Leave the people up to me. I can see the light of hope shining from the place that God has given us. This place. A family of believers that will not allow death until the vision is complete. I don't want you to die. I, I want to allow you to die. Why? Because we need you in the house. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking about those that watched online this morning. I'm talking about you are here. I need you. And that's important. We are a family of believers. I'm getting there now. The East West Church is more than a name. It's a destiny. Now I'm getting to where the Lord really hit me. The East-West Church is more than a name. It is our destiny. For years, I've said it, our motto is give, act, serve, and, and inspire. But the real meaning of this church is hope and healing. 
as tonight will, I'll be, this will, tonight will be our first hope at home in the year 2021. For those that don't know, look it up. It's in the groups, hope at home. This will be Facebook lives. I'll be on tonight praying for your request. Hope and healing. Why did you say that, Bishop? Because that's what I'm going to do. That is the ministry God's given me. All these other things I do. But I have to share the hope and healing of Jesus Christ. We must go where others have not gone and do those things that others would not do so we can achieve what God wants accomplished. Did you catch that? Let me say that more simplistic. We must go where we have not gone before so we can achieve what we have not done before. So now I'm going to take you into where, where God spoke to me. My son called me yesterday and said, Dad, uh, what did God say to you? I said, not much, son. What's God saying to you? You see, I won't even allow my son to take something God has said and use it for somebody else. Because each church has a, a destiny. Y'all understand that? You see, this church is unlike Full Turn. It's unlike Activation. It's unlike Cross Factor. It's unlike Orange Hill Baptist. It's our church. It's who we are. It's our group of people that's been called to do a certain thing. Am I right? Okay. So when he spoke to me, I went him to say, Dad, what's God saying to you? I said, well, I don't know yet, son. Oh, I knew exactly what God said. But I wanted him to hear from God for himself before he went before his people. Here's where God started. I'll let you hear this. God started giving me verses. And he said, out of Genesis 13, verse 17, year 2021, Arise and walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. He said this to Abraham. Wherever you walk, I'm going to give it to you. You know why we're not getting things, Dolores? We're not walking. We're talking, but we're not walking. You'll catch on now what God said in a minute. It's one word. Then Jacob, in Genesis 35, verse 2. These are the verses he took me through. Genesis 35, verse 2. Then Jacob said unto his household. Remember, he saw in Jacob. And to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. And let us arise and go to Bethel. Bethel, the house of God. And I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress. And was with me in the way which I went. Do you understand? Then the year 2020, God answered us in our distress. He pulled us from a horrible pit, a miry clay. We've got to go to the house of God. We've got to make sure the altar is, is thoroughly furnished. He reached us in our, in our lowest moment. Then he took me to Judges 7 verse 9. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. Does anybody know where that verse came from? He's talking there to Gideon. And he said, 
Arise and get thee down into the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. He started off with a mighty army and got down to 300 people. Not the majority, but the minority. Then there was a man for 38 years was in a pit. 38 years he was in miry clay. 38 years he was crippled. And here we start. Jesus said unto him, as he walked by the pool of Bethesda, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And this is the Sabbath. Today is Sunday for us. Has anybody picked up the word yet? Out of the ashes. When I say, God, what is the word? He said very simply this. Tell your people in the year 2021, it's time to arise. And he showed me this. We've been in a horrible pit, been in the miry clay, and the man was 38 years crippled and torn up, and he needed something new. And Jesus just simply walked by and said, rise, arise, and be healed. And it was on a Sunday, a Sabbath for them. I wonder what's going to happen in here today. Because out of the ashes we arise and we experience the glory of the Lord. He's brought us out of the pit. He's brought us out of the miry clay. So I say arise. Now what do we arise to? Arise out of sickness. Arise out of dread. Arise out of fear. Arise from death into life. Arise from, pros from, from poverty into prosperity. Arise from pain into pleasure and peace. Arise from doubt and confusion. We have to make, you say, what do I need to arise from? What's holding you down? What's keeping you down? There's where he said the word to me for 2021. He said, tell them, arise. He said, I've given them the strength. I've given them the power. I've given them my word. Now it's time for them to act upon it and rise and take up their bed and walk. And they'll put your feet on solid rock. Last verse. Isaiah 60 verse 1. He said, so arise and shine. Arise and shine, Brother Gross. Arise and shine for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. You say, but you don't understand. Man, my business is falling apart. I said, arise. My marriage is going to, to, the, to the dogs. Arise. My health, it seems getting worse and worse, not better and better. Arise. Arise. Those things that I told you to stop doing, you got to arise out away from those things. <clears throat> Quit saying, I can't. What's the old boy say? Can't never got it done. Can't, never, good, or never, whatever it is. I'm telling you the word of the Lord because I didn't know it. I kept wondering, okay, God, what you going to say to me? You going to give me some big statement? He said, he said, arise. I said, wait a minute, God. But when you think about it, that's pretty powerful stuff. Because if you're dying in cancer and he says, arise, you get up out of the deathbed. 
If you're in severe pain and he says, arise, get ready, you're going to be healed. See, 2021 is a unique year in that we, we are going to rise above it all. 